Neat. Welcome to Cork Chambers podcast. It's lovely to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I am co-founder along with my sister Becky. Uh, we are co-founder of Everywhere English. And in simple terms, Everywhere English is an edtech solution that companies can use for their employees to upskill their English language. But not only language skills, we also work on cultural intelligence tools, cultural integration. We are very much about communication and immersion, not just translation. So it's about equipping a business and a team with the skills that they need to thrive at work every single day. How we got here and where we are, I suppose we're about two years into the business now, myself and Becky. Uh, Before that, we actually spent about four years working together in other language startups, together as colleagues. And I think after four years of being there together, we finally said, right, let's do this for ourselves. And that's where Everywhere English was born. And the idea of Everywhere English actually stemmed from 10 years ago when I was 20 um, in college, actually back in the day. And I had gone to the local enterprise um, office with this amazing idea. But to be truthful, I didn't really know what I was doing. I had a, a random idea with no experience behind me. And the local enterprise very nicely said, look, I think you need a little bit more experience. Um, the, the the want is there, the, the need is there, but you need to come back and with a little bit more experience. So that's what I did. 10 years later, 42 countries later, four years of startup experience later, here we are. And so this kind of idea you had in your early 20s, what was the idea then in comparison to what it is now? Has it evolved much over that decade? Absolutely. And I'd say the biggest, biggest difference is tech. So essentially, I suppose 10 years ago, um, the world was definitely not as techy as it is now. Even back in the day when you'd suggest maybe learning a language or learning something through Skype, it was Skype back then, people said, oh, oh, I don't know, through Skype, I don't think that's going to work. Even evolving from people not being familiar with Skype or being comfortable with Skype to the technology that we have today is crazy. It's crazy. So I suppose definitely the, the tech side of things and also the niche so the idea 10 years ago would have been very general. We've now kind of um, streamlined and kind of tunnel visioned in on business English. And I think that's a big, big difference to what it was. You'd spoke there about business English and, you know, cultural integration. Mm-hmm. That evolved, I would say, over the last decade in terms of where Ireland is at now as mm-hmm. well. And in terms of that talent pool that we're trying to grow, trying to maintain. Was that kind of a niche and a gap that you saw emerging? Absolutely. And it was actually, I'm glad you asked that question because it was something that we hadn't planned on. So when we started Everywhere English two years ago, we went with the idea of going to export markets. So initially Spain, uh, France, because naturally everybody needs to learn English and business there, right? And about three months in, things changed because about three months in, um, the Ukrainian war happened and also there was post-COVID and we had a number of migrants here who are highly, highly skilled, but in, for example, not their industry or in positions that they are way more qualified than they should be, essentially. Um, So you wouldn't believe the amount of lawyers, doctors, um, midwives that we've met who are cleaning, which is something that they didn't intend to do. So we're there to kind of help, um, help these learners get to where they want to be in their industry. And on the other side of things is that there's also skill shortages everywhere and there are plenty of people willing to work, but there's a barrier and that barrier is the language. 
And how does that measure up in Cork here? Is that um, becoming more pronounced, do you think? I think so. Um, to, just to give you a statistic, in with our current clients, say in the production industry or in the hospitality industry, their employee base, about 70% would be non-native. So it's a lot. Now that's in production and hospitality. I, I don't know the other industries, but about 70%. So it's a, it's a lot. So if I'm going onto your website, how does that all marry together? Yeah. Just before we touch on that, what a lot of people view language as is they look at it as a mathematical thing or a mechanical system. But what language actually is, is a manifestation of history and culture over time and time and time. And that's the way it should be taught. So that's the way we take every, that, that's how everywhere English is different. It's the holistic package. It's all the cultural tools. It's cultural intelligence. Language translation is just a part of it. You know, we also have to look at communication skills. We have to learn to be able to understand somebody in a business meeting, but also to be able to read in between the lines. It's not the textbook, sit down, do your verbs, do your grammar, and here you go. It's all immersive learning or context learning is what we like to call it. Learning through context. Kate, you're very young, you're 30 years of age. And, you know, I suppose this is, and what you've done and what you and Becky have done is, is hugely phenomenal. But take me back to... Take me back to the very start, because you're one of three. You mm-hmm. are a triplet. I would say my background actually coming from my father would be actually Macedonian. So I've always kind of had an interest in a huge interest in a culture, second languages. And funnily enough, people say, where did everywhere English come from? And I always say, I want to be a company that sponsors the Eurovision. <laughs> I was a, We were a household who was unapologetically obsessed with the Eurovision every year but really, really always interested in other countries and travelling. Um, it was always at the forefront of my mind to go and see the world and travel and meet cul- meet other people from cultures. My mother, she she, she travelled for years around the world and she always kind of um, instilled that in go travel, go see the world, you know, learn about cultures. So it's always been in our household. Being part of three, there was always that little fight for fight for the top, you know, fight for the front seat, fight for the first mobile phone, whatever it was. So I think that also gives you a little bit of drive when it comes to business. And where do you come in the three? Where, where I were you am born? actually the oldest. You're the oldest. By one minute. <laughs> one minute. And I am super proud. That's Becky's a, the baby. Becky's, Becky's baby. the baby. Becky puts the angel on the Christmas tree. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there's only three minutes in the difference. It's yourself and Becky that yeah. have taken on this venture. Yes. And then your sister, Amy, also is very um, much an entrepreneur. Tell me a little bit about her. Yeah. So Amy um, was actually away when me and Becky kind of came up with this all idea. But she is um, at heart um, a real practical worker. So she's a hairdresser and she now runs her own business. Um, painted by Amy is what it's called but she's a successful own business now um, hairdressing Wow so you all have that kind of streak Absolutely yeah yeah. 42 countries mm-hmm. visited and you've you know I suppose are you glad that you you know went and got that experience as opposed to when you when you did go into the local enterprise office in your yeah. early 20s are you glad that you didn't plough ahead with the, the business idea at that stage I think I probably would have not regretted it but definitely missed out on what I had for those 10 years I think there's a lot of failures a lot of learning even how to deal with people social situations that all comes into play with business you know uh, to walk into a business meeting you know it's about learning how people work how people communicate and I think it's not just Irish people you're going to always communicate with so to kind of get out into the world and learn to communicate in many different ways it seriously helps there are 
a lot of career opportunities for people coming out of school now. They're they're looking at all different types of degrees and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, they may go into, as you did yourself, may think they're going down one route and go down an entirely different route, which is great. But there is a cost of success to some degree. Is that fair to say in your case? Absolutely. And I think there's no point um, trying to hide that. It's it's It can be really hard. There are some days I genuinely wake up and say, Jesus, why am I do- why am I doing this? And that's where I think why I think it's really important that you have a Becky in your life or somebody you can kind of bounce off just to because it's either one of us, right? There's one week Becky's freaking out and I'm like calming her down or she's I'm freaking out and vice versa. But there are definitely days where it would be much easier to walk into an office, clock in, clock out at five o'clock and have your evening free, essentially. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. Um, but then when it's good, it's really good. And I think it's a long game. It's a long game. I think, you know, when, when we are fully established and comfortable, I think that's when the benefits will come in. You know, being able to take your own time, things like that. We're not there yet, but we're getting there and I think it will be worth it. And for somebody who wants, if you're somebody who's kind of, um, I got bored in a lot of my jobs, I think. And I think that was kind of a telltale sign for me to do something for myself because I get to a level and I'd say, what now? What now? You know, so I was always looking for something more. So I think this is, there's always something more when you're starting your own business. So I think that's why it worked for us. And in terms of a trade-off, what Mm -hmm. were the things that you maybe had to give up to do this? Truthfully, I think security. (laughs) Security is one big one that I think people need to know. Um, You are giving up, you know, your guaranteed income every month, which is scary, especially when we are in a country where it's instilled in us from a very young age. It's, you know, get a good job, buy a house and you're safe, right? That's success. You've bought a house, but nobody mentions that you're paying back a bank for the for the rest of your life, right? So I think it's so heavily instilled in us. Um, it feels weird to go off that path, but I think I think the 10 years kind of traveling gave me a, a huge different, uh, I suppose a different perspective as well about those kind of what success means to you. And I think you need to ask yourself that question is what does a successful life look to you? Do you want time? Do, do you want you know, do you want money? Do you want a comfortable life? Or do you want a house and a nine to five job? Um, but definitely for me, security would be the would be the thing that I had to kind of um, compromise on. I would definitely say if you're anybody who is thinking about this path is get yourself around a network of people who are doing the same thing. And you see here in Cork, the level of entrepreneurship, the level of people that are out there doing their thing and, you know, doing it with the risks associated that gives you the confidence the confidence, that's what you need. I only heard this morning, actually, there's 20,000 businesses that set up every year in Ireland. 20,000. Where are those people? You know, you have to get in touch with these people who are doing the same thing as you. Does your social life take a little bit of a backseat at some stage or or how, how does it work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I learned that the hard way um, about a year and a half ago, maybe just kind of a couple of months into the business. Half of my hair fell out and that was due to stress. So I, from that point, when I saw the physical um, signs and symptoms, I said, okay, I have to, I have to try and balance something here and find a work-life balance. Obviously, you're starting a new business. You want to put all the hours in. You want it to be the best thing possible. And I think there's a lot of um, culture now on Instagram and LinkedIn about this hustle and, you know, only sleep four hours a night and grind all this stuff, which is stupid because if you 
if you don't sleep, you're not going to be you're not going to be able to work the next day. So I I think it's important to definitely find a balance, and I make time for my social life. Now, there are events and things where sometimes you have to miss out on, but but not to the stage where you're missing everything. I think it's extremely important to make time for your family and friends, and to realize why you're doing it. You know. Why are you building business to make more this time and to recognize that consistently? So I think for me, I actually do not look at my emails at the weekend. And I you probably won't hear that from most starting entrepreneurs, but I really don't because when my hair started falling out, I said, no, never, ever again. But when that happened to you, I mean, did you kind of go, oh God, is this worth it? Like, is this actually yep. worth it? Did- yeah, I said... Oh my! Like with my skill set, I could be doing something a lot less, for for a lot less work, um, a lot less time, a lot more free time. So I absolutely did sit down and question it, and I actually sat with Becky and I said, "This is hard. Like this is really, really hard." You know, and we both said to ourselves, "Right, let's give ourselves the next year, but take it at a pace where we're not extremely burnt out consistently, and see how it goes." And we are doing the exact same work and we're actually probably even doing better um, with that little bit of balance. So that's what we did. We kind of gave ourselves a timeline to say, right, yeah, let's try this out. What's it like working with your sister then? I mean, I, I have often heard a lot of people saying challenge of working with family members um, presents itself in different ways. And how, how do you and, and Becky manage that? Uh, absolutely. And we get a lot of those questions from maybe potential investors or things like that because they've seen it all. They've seen families fall out. They've seen contracts torn apart. And we, we, we do get that question a lot. From our personal experience, and I don't know, is this because we are so close? <laughs> you know, because we're tri- two thirds of triplets. We have had an excellent time working together. Yes, there are days where we might have a disagreement and we actually are completely, in terms of our personality, we're completely different. Our brains are completely different. So... Becky's definitely the more mathematical, logical, practical. And I'm the more kind of visionary, aspirational. And I'd say, right, Becky, we're taking over the world tomorrow. And she said, calm down now, Kate. How are we going to do this? Calm Maps down. don't add up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we need each other. And we often describe ourselves like yin, yin and yang in our skill set. As a woman in business mm-hmm. and the balance that there is as a woman in business. Talk to me a little bit about that and how you found that. This is something that I find people or women don't talk about at all. So it's the first thing I bring up when I'm in a networking event or I see other women, I always say, how are you finding it? You know, how are you finding balancing? And I will straight out ask the questions and I think I see people kind of relax because I think we feel like we're not allowed to talk about it. You know, we're not allowed to talk about, oh, do you know what? Maybe I would like to also be at home with my kids as well as take over the world. And I think it's like you have to choose one or the other. And I do feel, and some people disagree, but I do feel that if you turn around and say, do you know what, I want to stay at home with my kids a little bit more. It's kind of demonized. It's like you're not putting 100% into your business or you're not putting your full effort or an investor's not going to invest in you. You know, there's that fear around it. And I think it needs to be spoken about and I think it needs to be changed um, because I am definitely both sides. And I haven't figured it out <laughs> at all. So please, if anybody has any ideas, but I'm trying to figure it out all the time. Um, is trying to find that right balance between the masculine and feminine energies and accepting that it's okay to to work really hard, but accepting that it's also okay to want a home and kids. And do you think there's enough supports, we'll say, for young entrepreneurs like yourself in that regard? 
I think there are a couple of great groups, um, like the Awaken Angel Hub. I don't know if you've heard about them, but they are fantastic. Um, and Network Cork as well, the women's group there are really good. Um, but I think once you kind of get into the higher level investor tech kind of space, I think it's a little bit more one-sided. I don't think there's as much um, support on that end and trying to find that balance. I think you do kind of have to go in and pretend that other side of you doesn't exist. I suppose, Kate, you know, um, we're getting to the time of year now where there'll be a new intake of college students. Mm -hmm. If you had gone ahead and pressed ahead with your idea in your early 20s, do you think you would have been able to manage the pressure? And I and I and I I make that statement given what you've just said about hair loss, something I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people in business experience probably don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Are you glad that, you know, you kind of maybe gave another avenue a, a go first? Or or what would you say to a 19, 20 year old that's going, Oh, I have an idea, I want to go with it? each to their own. Everybody's completely different and I think this is down to personality type as well and I think it's down to environment. It depends on your family background. Do you have the support behind you? Do you have the network behind you to go and fail? You know, what's on the line? Um, I would say get a little bit of experience under your belt first. Um, Again, that's my opinion. People differ. I think having that, um, myself and Becky had four years kind of in and around four years in other emerging businesses and other startups. And I think that it really, really helped us. Or I think if you are kind of 1920, extremely ambitious, try and get into one of these accelerator programs, the New Frontier programs or the NDRC, where you are in a cohort with other people and they're all in the same position as you and you kind of have six months of learnings before you go straight into your idea. So I think if you're coming out of school and you really want to start something, those kind of accelerator, accelerator programs could be a great place to start. Kate, what's ahead for Everywhere English? Where do you want to see it go? What's the, the long-term vision? <laughs> Me and Becky always laugh and we say our goal one day is to sponsor the Eurovision and once we sponsor the Eurovision, we've made it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> but uh, no, I suppose now we are fully focused. We're kind of in our our, our customer phase. Um, we have, we're working with customers now and things like that. We're still always trying to evolve and I suppose ensure product market fit. Um, we're only two years in, so we're always trying to make sure that we are solving the right problem and we're solving it in the right way. And I think feedback is really important for that. I think working really closely with your customers, your your first 10 customers, you know, it's extremely important to build strong relationships with them and just make sure you're making a difference. You know, you might be getting paid, but you want to make sure that you're actually solving a problem in the workplace. Yeah.